just uh, give me a little background on on Timoreus, or tell me how you say it if I said it wrong. Uh, that's fine. I've heard it pronounced 50 different ways. The way that okay. we pronounce it is Tim Ora Tus. So oh, part okay. of the logo design, I designed the logo with the square, mm -hmm. Tim Ora Tus. So you just kind of spell it out. Okay, okay. So kind of like Aura, but Tim yeah. Ora Tus. Okay. Yep. Excellent. So, uh, honestly, the whole thing started as me just kind of wanting to dip my fingers or toes, excuse me, in whatever metal I could. Because I was learning how to play guitar and things like that. And that's where the first four EPs came out. Uh, Black Death, Doom, and Grind, uh, which later got redone completely and released as the uh, Great Mortality. So right. I'm a big sucker for concept albums. I'm a huge sucker for that. One of my absolute favorite uh, concept albums is the Mars Volta's Steel Us and the Comatorium. Just totally changed my world. Along with classics like uh, Pink Floyd and things like that. Right. But um, I really enjoy a good story. And I always enjoy things that kind of change. Um, keep it fresh, so to speak. Right. So I started making music and things started going pretty well and picking up a little steam. And then when I released Reverentia, I was actually sitting there in church during a, a worship, the worship section. And I'm like, man, I would really love to do something like Doom Drone, like a better worship album. And it just hit me. And then for that whole 2017, that's what I was working on. And, uh, Got married in 2015, so she was just kind of in the background, Courtney, and she just kind of let me do my own thing, let uh, boys be boys, you know, how uh, metal is man's music. Yeah, right. But, uh, and so I kind of got her behind the mic for um, Mere Symbols on Reverentia, and I said, you know, come on, let's have some fun, you know, just kind of scream at the microphone, we... We won't have to record anything if you don't want to, uh, just fun. And um, she had this notion that all metal was just angry and super serious. Right. So, introducing kind of a fun aspect of it and she really enjoyed it. So released that album and then we did a couple smaller things. I did a collaboration with a, a cellist, uh, Weapons of Indignation, uh, kind of a very drone sort of EP, two song EP. Uh, and then, if I can recall correctly, started talking with her about recording a another concept of the seven deadly sins and having each song be its own uh, sin. Right. So, and we wanted to do that in a really fun way. So we did the grindcore. So that's minute long songs where you don't got to worry about too much. Right, right. So from there, uh, she and I were talking a lot about uh, things that are really important to us as far as in our own lives, spiritual, and, and uh, pornography was something that was hit both of our lives very hard. Uh, I struggled with it for years, probably 15 years. And so that's where Four We Are Not Beasts came from. A very personal record, a release EP uh, to me. And uh, from there, continue to kind of build a, a fan base of ever-changing genres. And then uh, I really wanted to do some sort of comedic release because I love comedy. I, I originally wanted to go to college to be an animator and voice actor. Right. Um, my wife, I don't know if I would describe myself as such, but uh, is very funny. But uh, so I really wanted to do something 
stupid and funny and something that not only the Christian scene could enjoy, but anyone at large, very family friendly, nothing, you know, cursing, no cursing and stuff like that. So you can play it for anybody. Right. Uh, so started kind of hashing that out at the beginning of last year, or pardon me, in the middle of last year, around August, and then kind of put that on the back burner for life, obviously. And then the pandemic hit and I lost, or I was laid off from my job in March. And I said, I don't want to look back on this time and not have anything to show for it. So I hit the ground running and I cranked out the entire album in that, what, what four or five months? Yeah. And uh, so I wrote it with the help of Courtney on a lot of things, especially lyrically. Um, uh, recorded it, mixed it, mastered it. And it's all out on streaming now. But uh, my life in a mediocre metal band, obviously, is uh, it's a big caricature of metal bands and kind right. of the struggles that they go through. So hopefully some people can relate to it. I know that a couple of reviews said they had a hard time because they weren't specifically in metal bands, which I get. But uh, so that's kind of where I am right now. Right. Now, um what why do you is it just your own taste of wanting to move from one genre to the next yeah i i would say so i uh i i had such a terrible time in grade school and when i got to college i had a teacher that told me have you ever been tested for adhd because i was a very spastic child and i go no i never have and so i went to a uh psychologist and a doctor and they said oh oh yeah you've you've got it really badly and so i kind of attribute that to my change in tastes i don't right. like to stay in one spot too too long because i just kind of yeah i find it a little boring and my uh, gaze just kind of shifts right i find it interesting that you somehow always return to the metal base though yeah you know, you like mix it up, but it's you, you come back to that metal base. But yeah, that's definitely something that I've noticed uh, is that each record is pretty different than the last one. It's you never really stick with it's it's you. Let's put it this way, and this isn't a bad thing, but you don't have a particular sound. Yeah, it's, it's like you have a sound to an extent, but you always veer off of it to a, a little bit as well. Yeah, um, which isn't a bad thing. Well, that is a criticism from some fans. Well, right, of course. No. Uh, you can't please everybody, right? <clears throat> Very true. Um, so what led you to wanting to mess around in the electronic spectrum? Oh, well, I, growing up, I, I've always loved, like, synthesizer music and things like that. I remember being just fascinated. Do you, uh, I'm 34. I don't know how old you are, I'm but 48, man. So man. I can pretty much tell you that anything below that, I'm going to know what it is. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, do you remember the letter people that was on like PBS and America here? And what are they called? The letter people, like people that were literally letters. It was an old education show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing it, but, I, yeah, I'm not familiar with it, like, probably the way you are. But, no, well, I do. I totally know what you're talking about, yeah. Okay, good. Well, the thing was is <clears throat> they had a very, very synth-heavy, like, Moog 
heavy uh, soundtrack to that entire show. Sure. And that just, I, I remember being fascinated by that. And as I got older, I discovered bands like uh, Joy Electric, specifically, where yeah. the modular synthesizers and things like that just blew me away. And that's kind of my... My two main passions, I love electronic music, not so much like dance or house or things like that. Very synthy, very warm, sort of rolling sort of sounds along with metal. Those are my two passions. And so I saw this this latest album to be kind of a way to combine those two because a lot of electronic elements, especially those very synth heavy ones, are very uh, nerdy, a lot of people think. Right. So. Right, that's like Joy favorite. Electric, where it's like... Yeah more of a Candyland sounding type thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love Joy Electric. I've, I've, oh, yeah, I used to book him in Austin when I booked over in there when I was living there. Um, but yeah, I've known Ronnie for a while. He's awesome. Great stuff. Um, do you, so are you into industrial stuff? Um, I wouldn't say too, too heavily. I, okay. I do enjoy some KMFDM and stuff along that, some Nine Inch Nails and some later like showbread things that are very industrial, kind of tinged. Sure. Um, I love Mortal. Like New Engine was a fantastic record to me. Uh, but other than that, it doesn't delve too, too deep into the industrial vein. Right, right. Have you heard of like Circle of Dust or? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm very familiar with uh, Clayton's body of work, like Circle of Dust and Cell Dweller and uh, right. uh, Park. Yeah, he also does the Scandroid stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, are you into that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because to me, that's about as industrial as you can get. <laughs> the Circle of Dust and the Cell Dweller stuff is for sure. Yeah. In my I, opinion. Although, if you want to say true industrial, if you ever heard of uh, Author and Punisher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Um, Phil from Azalea Dying is their manager. Really? Yeah, he actually uh, introduced me to them. Not him as a person. I haven't met him. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was with them one night because I used to, I worked with them. They were on my label. I was, oh, nice. I had their, their first label. Um, and he was showing me that stuff, but yeah, they're on tour with, or they were on tour with Tool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, yeah, that's industrial. That's like <laughs> grassroots industrial. Industrial. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is real industrial. Right. No, I totally understand what you're saying. You know what I'm saying though? The industrial metal, you know, nine oh, yeah. nails type stuff. Um, do you you guys played live right uh we played live about five yeah five times so okay. and that was all last year uh okay. i played a couple times more than that live with uh logan thompson's band symphony of heaven where i play bass but uh okay. just as an artist so our first show ever was at audio feed last year last july oh wow okay okay so Oh, awesome. All right. How do you guys feel about the live experience with you guys? Oh, it's it's a ton of fun. It's one of those things where you get bit by the bug and you can't wait to go out again and right. kind of perform, um, which I think is great, uh, especially for Courtney. Is, uh, she's a teacher, obviously, and used to being in front of kids. But 
but it's a little right. different when you're in front of a, a room full of people that are clad in metal and black shirts and <laughs> right but uh uh so when we play live uh logan thompson plays guitar and mason beard drums and a running gag for the band is we can't find a reliable bassist like and that's true in real life so we actually have a mannequin who's dressed up as the fifth member mm -hmm. with a black <laughs> hood over his head right so you can't tell so that's kind of a running joke uh, and his name is the mystery on this album this new album we all have names so i'm the party Courtney's the style logan's the redneck uh mason's the kid and then the mystery on bass what um so do you have a bass player at all when aside from i mean do you do it on the album yeah, yeah okay. whenever whenever the, the album is recorded it is me okay um, right now though i am writing a i'm not sure what style style courtney and i are going to go on this but we're writing a two-person set or it's probably going to be a two-person ep with just her and i that right. we can play live when it's just us if logan or mason are unable to uh play so okay okay sorry i was looking at my questions i wanted to make sure i was getting everything oh, that's fine. Um, <laughs> i wasn't i was listening to you no, um so is courtney into metal and stuff on her own or was it something where she kind of just got brought oh, I into know this it question. I know, yeah, I know where this question's going. No, when her and I first started dating in was it 2013, 2014, anyway, the heaviest thing she knew to exist was Skillet. And, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so I introduced her to specifically a band called Rolo Tomasi, which is a UK band. They're kind of like a math core band. Mm -hmm. Very uh, uh, electronic infused. I, honestly, they're a huge influence um, for our sound. But um, she sounded very similar to what Courtney could do uh, vocally. And so she kind of listened to that more and then branched out on her own and then listened to a lot of gent bands like Tesseract and stuff with more clean singing, but still, you know, really aggressive meaty guitars and things like that. Right. And then went from that to metalcore to death metal all within about four years um so yeah she listens to stuff all on her own granted she still stays more towards the melodic side of things right. which i think everyone who is new to metal uh especially as they're older kind of starts there and then works their way into the heavier stuff right right the um yeah my wife actually that's how i met my wife she was saying in oh, a really? metal band no kidding in a hardcore band yeah <laughs> um i i booked her band my, my buddies were in her band Oh, that's um, awesome. So, yeah, that's how we met. And uh, we've been married for 16 years now, almost 17 uh, coming up. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very familiar with the uh, female <laughs> hardcore metal vocal stylings. Um, uh, would you – I always try to look at my questions here. I don't want to miss anything. What sort of music do you listen to on your own, and which, who, who would be your favorite artist? Uh, if, you had to, if you had to pick one. If I had to pick one, my all-time favorite is Extol, hands down. They are the band Burial, specifically, and then Undeceived uh, is really what got me into extreme metal. Um, I found a This Is Solid State sampler disc at a flea market, and I bought it, and it just 
totally changed everything for me. Um, yeah. uh, Extol, my tastes are really broad. I listen to a lot of metal, probably 60% of everything I listen to is metal. But I listen to a lot of lounge or uh, if you've ever heard of the French band Air. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know they are. Yeah. Air and Beacon and... Um, it's always funny when you think of these things. You, uh, or when somebody asks you a question, you can never think off the top of your head. But, <laughs> right. Um, like uh, Panda Bear and just as strange as I can kind of get away from the pop scene, not because I have anything against pop music or anything like that. Part of the reason why I don't listen to pop music is those songs, along with some worship songs at church, will get stuck in my head and literally wake me up at 3 a.m. And so I, ju I just can't, I, I value sleep too much. Right. And it just, it bothers me. Wow. Uh, yeah. So apparently I have, nobody else I've ever talked to has had that issue. But yeah, it is a very prevalent thing to me. To the point where Courtney and I are watching a movie or a television show and it's past nine o'clock. She'll mute a song or something like that to try to keep me so I can actually maintain a sleep schedule. <laughs> Right. Um, no, Extol is fabulous, man. Um, I actually saw them play their first live show in America. Really? Yeah, it was at this little festival in Texas called <laughs> Texas Rock Fest in the middle of nowhere, like outside of Austin. Yeah. And um, I'm not even entirely sure they were supposed to be there. They just like they were over here and somehow ended up getting in touch with the promoter and she let them play. But um, yeah, they were with Martin, who is a guy that used to work with or Metal Blade. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I met him then. And uh, those guys are incredible. Have you ever oh, seen them alive? I haven't. And that kills me inside. Man, I'm I know telling I'll you, get the chance to. <laughs> uh, the first time I saw them live, I knew I was like, these guys are, they are solid. This yeah. is like one of the most solid bands I've ever seen. Um, and they went to Cornerstone right after that, and I told all my friends that were there. I told the guys in Zao. I told the guys in uh, in uh, Training for Utopia. Because that's when it was, was like the night oh, yeah. area. I told them all. I said, at midnight tonight on the HM stage, this band yeah. is going to play and they're going to destroy you. <laughs> and they all, they all went and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, man. So they all show up and they're waiting. And I'm telling yeah. you, man, that first song kicked in. There were guys in bands that were like, I don't even know how I can play anymore. <laughs> they were like, this is, it's just, they were like dumbfounded at how good these guys were. But yeah, they were incredible, man. And they got signed, I think like the next day. Really? <laughs> but yeah, by tooth and nail, like the next day. <laughs> yeah, it was the next day. They took them to lunch and I'm pretty sure the deal was done by then for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, great band. I love, and great guys too. Great guys. Um, if you, do you have a favorite superhero? And if so, why do you like them? You know, it's, I'm, I love comic books. 
but I'm not a big superhero fan. Weirdly enough. Interesting. Okay. And uh, I read a lot of like the Alien series, like the Xenomorph. Oh, okay, okay. That uh, I mean, it's a huge series, and uh, I really enjoy reading those. Or Sandman, Neil Gaiman's The Sandman, mm-hmm. fantastic fables. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite superhero to be honest with you. Have you read? Um, have you read uh, t- uh, Sweet Tooth? I've seen it, but I haven't read it yet. You need to read that. I think you'd be into that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're about to make it a show. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like a road story kind of thing where a guy takes some, this mutated kid on the road with him and stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. I think you'd really like it. I'll check um, that out. Yeah, that. Have you read any of the um, 30 Days of Night or American Vampire stuff? I've not read the American Vampire stuff. I've read a good bit of the 30 Days of Night, though. Okay. And I did enjoy that. Yeah, I would highly suggest American Vampire, too. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you're into that sort of thing. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm Some more people... fantasy than I am, like, superheroes and stuff like that. Right. But nothing can touch the Sandman to me. That was <laughs> right. amazing. I'm very right. uh, much anticipating the Netflix adaptation to see how they handle that. Yeah, and I think it'll be fine. I mean, because he's going to be involved in it. So I don't really see how they could screw it up if he's involved with it, uh, Neil Gaiman. But, yeah, who, yeah, yeah. you know, who knows, man? You know. Uh, did you like Watchmen? I I love the the graphic novel. Granted, I think uh, his name is just – who wrote it? Alan uh, – Alan Moore. Alan Moore. He's a nut job. Fantastic <laughs> writer. But uh, I, I did enjoy the movie. I haven't watched the show. Uh, just having a time. But. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. The movie I really enjoyed, oh, yeah. although a lot of people didn't. But I thought well, it was really the good. The biggest gripe with it was the ending, which I thought was fine. Yeah, me too. Both, I thought it was fine. I didn't yeah. feel like they really went anywhere. Have you seen any of his read like from hell or any of that stuff? I haven't read from hell. Obviously, I've read V for Vendetta and things like okay. that. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, the From Hell, uh, I like the Jack the Ripper stuff, so I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm a big horror guy. Oh, I'm a huge horror fan. Yeah, yeah I so mean. I mean, <laughs> I went to uh, London a couple of years ago and did a did a uh, Jack the Ripper tour. Really? Yeah, and they took us to the locations, and it was it was crazy, just to like stand there and go, whoa, man. The history there. Yeah, this happened here. You know, he would tell me, like, how the streets used to be. And uh, they would tell us, like, uh, I mean, it was so dark that you couldn't even see your hand in front of you back then. Doggone. Yeah, because there were only gas lights. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Let me ask you a question. What is your favorite horror movie? man (laughs) or one of them i guess i really like the fog really carpenters the fog i really enjoy that um i think the thing is probably one of the best horror films ever you Um, see i I would say the thing is my favorite horror film 
of all time. Yeah, yeah the thing is is solid, man. That's definitely a solid movie. Um, I love The Fog. Yeah. Um, just because it's just to me, huh? It's very ominous. Yeah, and it's the perfect ghost story movie. I mean, yeah, yeah. I just can't. What else do I like? Um, I like. Did you ever see Sinister? Yeah, I really enjoyed that. You know that guy's a Christian, right? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, the guy that wrote it and directed it. Really? Yeah, Scott Derrickson. Yeah, he uh, he also did um, Doctor Strange <laughs> and um, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah, he did that one. Man, uh, he also directed a Hellraiser movie. <laughs> That's a very very uh, hit or miss sort of franchise. Well, and see, most people think that his was not they didn't like it yeah because it was too spiritual oh it really didn't, it didn't yeah it didn't have uh pinhead wasn't in it enough for them uh and actually i'm pretty sure i interviewed doug bradley a few years back and i think that's one of his least favorite ones yeah yeah he's an atheist though so i mean i didn't know, you know that. it would it would figure you know that he yeah. would not be into that one. Um, man, I don't know. I don't know what else. I love slasher movies. Yeah. I love Scream, Friday the 13th. Um, I have a huge soft spot for 80s monster movies. Oh, well, like, I like them, yeah. Like uh, the 80s version of The Blob. Is, oh, I love that movie. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, it's better than the original. I have to agree. And I hate saying that <laughs> because I hate saying stuff like that, but I really enjoyed that. Well, the thing that. was a remake, so. Yeah, yeah, and but the original thing, I think, is a different. It's kind of like those are two completely different things to where yeah. you can appreciate both. Yeah. You can't really compare them, in my opinion, uh, not the two of those. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Did you like the remake? Of the thing? Yeah, not the remake. I'm sorry, the prequel. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, the one that came out in 2011. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, I th I thought it was a fantastic companion piece. Uh, I was very sad to see all the work this was it Studio ADI. Yeah, did on all the practical effects, and then it got glossed over with CGI. All of it in post. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, it was definitely more CGI. Um, but I really did enjoy it. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, we could probably talk about horror all day because oh, I mean, I'm way, way into that. I'd oh, say yeah. probably one of my favorite, favorite ones. And then you can say one, and then we gotta stop, or we'll never okay. stop. Um, <laughs> Fright Night. Oh, absolutely. I love that movie. I actually watched that a month ago. Courtney, you've yeah. seen it. That yeah, I went. That movie is so great, man. I um. I actually went to a uh, reunion, and they were all there. Yeah, the the uh, <laughs> director was there. Um, Chris Sarandon was there. Um, the kid, Charlie, uh, they all were there. Yeah, so I got to meet them, and uh, that was really cool, man. I love that show or that movie. I love it. Yeah, uh, I I love the I love the second one too. I yeah. thought the second one was really good too. 
I agree. Um, it ended kind of, kind of abruptly out of nowhere, but it was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you talking about... Fright Night 2. Real Fright Night 2 with Roddy McDowell? Well, they only made Fright Night 1 and 2 and then the remake with Carl, Colin Farrell, right? And then they made Fright Night 2 from that one, which was basically a remake of the remake. <laughs> I never saw the Fright Night 2, the, the more recent one. I never okay. saw that. So you've seen the original Fright Night part 2 oh, yeah. with, his, with the daughter, or the sister, I mean. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I love that one. I love both of those, in my opinion. They're both great films. Um, what do you... Shifting back. <laughs> definitely. Oh, oh, wait. What's, go ahead. You can share one more. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> we'll never get over that. Yeah, I, I, I've got a lot to talk about with that stuff. Right. Um, if you had to choose one movie and TV series mm -hmm. to watch, what would it be? TV series would probably be Futurama. Okay. I love the, the writing is so witty. That or Red Dwarf. Okay. Um, movie movie would probably be Dumb and Dumber. Oh, well, that, that is the too. that is the perfectly written comedy movie to me. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, that's a great movie. So, are you into fantasy films at all? It depends. Like Thor, or, I don't know, Conan, or it really depends. Dragon Slayer. <laughs> well, the eighties and nineties were a really weird time, especially like high fantasy stuff with dragons and knights and things like that. Because it was bordering on that really cheesy sort of uh, vibe, which a lot of right. people love. I love Mystery Science Theater and Rift Tracks and all that, but it was really hard to watch if you were trying to take it seriously. Right. Right. Did you like the Conan movies? Yeah. With Schwarzenegger? Yeah. There was three of them. There was Conan, The Warrior, or Conan, Barbarian, Conan, I can't remember what the second one, and then Red Sonia, which is like the third one, wasn't it? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, he didn't play Conan in that, though. Did he not? Nah, he was another character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer, Destroyer. and then there's uh, the new one that has Jason Momoa in it, which was yeah. actually pretty good. Yeah, oh, it, was pretty, it was decent. Yeah, it was cool. Um, this question, you've pretty much already answered, I think. Um, you're do you consider yourself to be religious a religious person and how does that affect your career or careers um yes i would uh, consider myself a religious person um grew up in church um through my late teens to about mid-20s i didn't take my faith very seriously at all um then things obviously got challenged and it was along the lines of well why do i believe what i believe which right. caused me to obviously grow in my faith um as far i'm sorry what was the second part of that question how does it affect your careers since okay. i know that you do music and other stuff so yeah okay um i'm a graphic designer by trade um Originally, when I graduated, I worked for ad agencies, well, an ad agency, I should say. And one of our biggest clients was uh, tobacco and alcohol, specifically Miller. Right. And so 
I had to go to these meetings, the subsidiaries in like uh, New York and things like that. And it was the sexy, sexist, most sexist meetings I have ever been in my life. They sit you down, they put a beer in front of you, and if you don't drink it, they look at you like you're Satan incarnate. And I just, I couldn't stand it. It bothered me so much. Um, so I worked there for about two years, and then uh, some life events happened, and then I moved back home to Louisville, Kentucky, and started working for uh, a church as their graphic designer. And Good. then went to another church to be their graphic designer. And right now, I am looking for work. Uh, obviously, the pandemic and everything has kind of put the kibosh on a lot of stuff. They let me go from my position in the middle of March because they just said there wasn't anything to do because everybody was staying home, which I get. But uh, I'm currently still looking for work, uh, praying that this album does well enough to kind of sustain me because I'm tired of having to sell my record collection <laughs> to pay bills. Right, right. But uh, I, I guess I'm thankful I have things that I can sell to make money. So I'm not too too far in the hole. But right. that's where I am right now. So, Right on. Do you... Um, I've noticed that your records the older ones and it's i think it's just this one that you just did mm -hmm. it's not quite as overtly christian oh no as the other ones it's not and that's part of the reason why i didn't go through uh Dwayne or vision of god records or the subsidiary christian uh metal underground specifically because i don't and this may sound awful and i'm really sorry if it does seem that way I don't want it to be branded as a Christian record right off the gates because people won't listen to it. I think we're, we're all in an understanding if you say you're Christian, then that automatically makes it a ceiling um, as far as who will actually sit down and listen to it. Right. And given the current situation where I'm financially in need, um, that and the fact that it's not specifically a Christian record. Now, Christians can listen to it and not have anything to object to. Sure. I don't, I don't think. And still enjoy it. And I think people that are not of Christian faith or whatever it may be will still get some enjoyment out of it. Um, but the, the intent was not to make this a Christian record specifically. It was more of a, hey, anybody can enjoy this. Okay. My, so. my daughter just ran into the wall. Sorry. Right? <laughs> no, she's fine. Okay. No, she was she was being dramatic. She's uh, three. She's three. Uh, yeah, that's why I was like, I wanted to make sure she didn't go through the wall. Um, I can that. Yeah, no, and that's, yeah, absolutely. I don't have a problem with that at all. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, I listen... I listen to everything across the board. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of my favorite bands is Kiss. So I mean, you know. Oh, I, I couldn't. I couldn't tell. Oh, do I? Oh, you can see that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know you could see it. <laughs> this one I just got. <laughs> Very nice. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a big big Kiss fan. So I mean, you know, it's it's fine. It's I just didn't know whether that was like a conscious thing or whether you were just kind of like this is where you were at at the time where you were like, okay, you know, this is the concept that I kind of want to get out of my system. 
Yeah, I, I think it's a combination of that. I'm sure we'll veer more towards uh, more religious material later. Right, um, right. Yeah, and it's, but, it's, well, that's cool, though, that, you know, I mean, because a lot of people would use or they try to use the Christianity as a way to make the money. Oh, yeah. Whereas it's a you're money. like, you know what, man, I'm doing this because I want to get further. I'm going to move away from that a little bit, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, some I people totally in that scene will ostracize you because of that, because they feel like you're being untrue to your faith. I've had a lot of discussions with people specifically about Skillet and their change. I mean, if you look at their whole trajectory, their whole discography, it's, you know, super Christian, 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 kind of Christian undertones. And then it kind of goes this way right. to where I know a lot of people that aren't Christian that really enjoy them. But the people within the Christian scene are like, you see, you see, they, they totally betrayed their faith because of doing this. Right. So th there will always be those people. And I get that. Um, but anyone that's watching or listening to this know that I, I have not stepped away from my faith. Right. Um, yeah. You don't, don't, don't give anybody any, you know, <laughs> um, so what else have you been doing during the pandemic? Uh, honestly, the majority of my time, whether Courtney really wanted me to do it or not, was working on the album. Right. Um, so that and obviously looking for small odd jobs here and there. Right. I had to last week move with the help of some other very large uh, people, which I'm not incredibly big. I'm like 5'7", weigh like 138 pounds. <laughs> so, but uh, these three obnoxious art pieces to Kentucky's Museum of the Arts. Oh, uh, wow. From the warehouse. And so that was incredibly heavy really hot and man they're ugly <laughs> wow so but, what is is yeah. the music what's the music scene like you're in kentucky right i'm in new albany indiana oh yeah, yeah okay okay i can see i can literally look out and see kentucky from like my apartment complex oh, okay uh, okay so i might as well say louisville kentucky because that's the same same thing okay okay what's the scene is there a decent music scene there i mean do yeah, bands yeah. come around or did they come around i guess i should say yeah a lot of bands came around uh louisville has this weird mantra called keep louisville weird uh that's all over the city especially uh on places like bardstown road which is like the art district sort of places right. so but yeah they they have a pretty healthy uh music scene indianapolis is about two hours north of me and they have a pretty good metal scene so mm -hmm. Cool. So the bands would come through, like Fit for uh, a King, yeah. Absolutely Dying. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Did you? Would you open for them, or well, you've only played a few times, right? A handful of times. Yeah. The last time I I personally played was with Logan's band Symphony of Heaven, and we opened for uh, uh, Shadows of Intent. Oh, okay. Which was which was fun, and the most people I've ever played in front of live. Uh, which was kind of nerve-wracking, but it was a lot of fun. Um, other than that, I think the most that Courtney and I in Tomoratus have played in front of is like 60, 70 people at most. Okay, okay. Did you um, did you have plans to tour, or do you have plans to play out, or oh, is yeah, that something that you guys want to do? Oh, yeah, we had plans to play at least about 
five to maybe seven shows this year. But obviously, things happen to where well, a lot of fours. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, that that's basically put the uh, the brakes on all of that. So I'm sitting on all this merch. <laughs> I'm like, oh man. Uh, Dang. But, so recently, the album came out. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Um, have you had a lot of response to it yet? I know it's just yesterday, but I mean. Yeah. Have, have fans said, hey, this is cool. Hey, yeah. this is weird. <laughs> I've had a lot of people uh, say things along the lines of, man, this is a lot of fun, or, um, man, this is weird, but it's interesting. Uh, very few negative criticisms, which I'm a graphic designer, and I've developed a thick skin on stuff like that. Right. So it, it wouldn't bother me, but I'm glad to hear that no one's really – been negative about it that the album has seven songs and then three skits and i thought people would just rip the skits apart uh right. but so far everyone seems to have enjoyed them i mean uh, see to me the way i look at it is is man just take it for what it is you know it's like you don't have a preconceived idea which i don't know how anyone who's a fan of you guys would have a preconceived idea because you do things <laughs> You really, you try to switch things up, man, you know? Yeah. The, uh, that Seven Deadly Sins album, man, I, I listened to that just today. Yeah. Um, I was introduced to you guys by uh, Steve Richter oh. from Faster yeah. for the Master. He's a, uh, he used to be one of my customers at my store in Austin. Oh. Um, so I've known that guy for like 25 years. Yeah. Um, but he introduced me to this new stuff and I loved it. Um, oh, wow. So I kind of went back and listened to the rest of the discography, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, The Seven Deadly Sins, man, was that that's probably my second favorite because oh, I was just okay. like, yeah, because I was like, wow, I really enjoy it. It, it kind of reminded me, have you heard of the band The Locust? Oh, yeah. They were those big bug suits. Yeah, yeah. I've seen them twice. Yeah, they. It reminded me of that. You had some synth in there, right? I don't think we had any synth in that one. Man. I think it was. Just... I keep now, hearing keyboards and stuff. Oh, the the guitar was so stinking down tuned. I've never had strings that floppy. Okay. Um, so they may have rung out. Did you did you have keys on the the one after that? The four we are not beasts. The pink and blue cover one? No, I think it was the redo of the old stuff. The Great Mortality? Yeah. There's keyboards yeah. on that, right? There was some keyboards, more traditional stuff like organ and right. stuff like that. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of then. Okay. Yeah, because I thought I heard some stuff that kind of reminded me of The Locust. Ah. Like yeah. just that kind of frenetic, you know, kind of, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, do you have anything in closing you'd like to share? Um, I really appreciate anybody who has actually taken the time to listen to the album. Obviously, I can, with today's modern day technology, I can see stats and things like that of how many people listen to what and everything like that. And I'm really glad. I'm really thankful that people seem to be sticking out. Obviously, the first track gets the most, and then it kind of whittles down from there. Um, but uh, people that are sticking with it and people that enjoy it. And, if you would share it, I, I would really, both Courtney and I would be really, really thankful on it. 
Um, but uh, just try to keep a stiff upper lip in this tough time. I know, <laughs> I, know I know I am. Um, is there a place that they can go to get merch if they want or buy yeah. the album or where would well, you? If I can find a job relatively soon, we'd like to have a physical CD release of the new album for We're Not, or, uh, uh, My Life in a Mediocre Metal Band. Um, but we have shirts and patches and I own a uh, screen press and so we do all our own merch. Oh, cool. Okay. And so if you just go to tomoratus.com, that'll take you to our band camp and there's a merch section there you can buy directly from us. So. Cool. Okay. Yep, tomoratus.com. All right. Well, hey, listen, thank you very much. I appreciate your time and well, you. uh, love the record. And um, I'll uh, definitely keep promoting it. And uh, thank, you. thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much, man. Oh, thank you. Maybe we'll uh, talk again about horror movies sometime. Yes, yes. <laughs> probably most likely we will. <laughs> oh, good. I look forward to that. All right. Take care, man. All right. Take care.